like smartphones and computers that belong to the suspect. The school security video which shows the actual shooting does not seem to indicate the suspect was specifically targeting anyone. The suspected gunman shot himself in the head. He's in critical condition. Defense Secretary Mark Esper is in Seoul where he insists South Korea needs to pay more to keep American troops there. This is a very strong alliance we have, but Korea is a wealthy country and could and should pay more to help offset the cost of defense. Esper says most of the money South Korea does kick in stays there, never makes it to the U.S. Apple will make it more difficult for teenagers to buy e-cigarettes. In the wake of dozens of vaping-related deaths, it's removing more than 180 apps downloadable through the Apple Store. Here's a good reason not to buy over-the-counter medications at bargain basement prices. The Food and Drug Administration says Dollar Tree and Family Dollar have been selling over-the-counter meds for manufacturers with substandard practices. The agency says adulterated drugs came from Chinese companies who failed to test them properly and whose plants were contaminated with things like rodent feces. The agency says this warning is the latest of several going back to 2016. Dollar Tree says the products in question were topical not to be ingested. It says it's committed to safety. Peter King, CBS News. They're stocking up on face paint and polishing their platform boots. KISS has announced its very last show ever. The final performance of the band's End of the World Tour will be July 17, 2021 in the band's native New York City. No word on which arena. The roadshow begins February 1st in Manchester, New Hampshire. This is CBS News. Behind every moment shared with the ones you love is a plan that helped make it happen. Learn more or find an advisor at MassMutual.com. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents... And Doug. Yoto, my office, now! Limo, Imo, Doug, you're being transferred across town. Oh, because they haven't heard that Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance, so you only pay for what you need. No, it's because Limu keeps eating the chips on Janine's desk. And her keyboard, and her expense reports, and her stress balls, and her... Liberty, 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 Liberty. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Under the Hood, presented by O'Reilly Auto Parts. If wildfires continue to force mandatory power shutoffs, the electric vehicle industry could be in trouble. Here's auto expert Jeff Gilbert. Experts say with more EVs coming, communities have to make sure they have a robust power grid and backup plans so they can accommodate charges. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. A sideline quarterback gets a shot at a new job tomorrow. Colin Kaepernick will be working out in front of NFL personnel this weekend, and many teams will be looking to check the football readiness of the free agent. Odds are already being placed that which team has the best chance to land him. The Cincinnati Bengals and Pittsburgh Steelers are considered the early favorites to sign Kaepernick, according to odds at sportsbettingdime.com. The Bengals recently benched veteran Andy Dalton for a rookie. The Steelers lost Ben Roethlisberger earlier this season to an elbow injury. The NFL says 11 teams are attending the workout, though video will be made available to all two. Matt Piper, CBS News. The largest Starbucks in the world opens its doors on Chicago's Magnificent Mile today. It's a reserve roastery that's five stories high and measures 35,000 square feet. A curved elevator offers a 360-degree view of the three coffee bars, a cocktail bar, and a selection of Italian pastries. The store is the first to serve only rare coffees. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. 
Hello, this is Wayne Allen Root, relentless conservative warrior, middle class warrior, and always Trump warrior. I have a message for my fellow patriots across America. President Trump is making America great again. He's the only president in my lifetime who is keeping his promises, and his biggest promise is to build that wall. President Trump can only do it with our help. If Congress won't fund Trump's wall, we will. President Trump is one man against the world, and what globalists and socialists around the world want is clear, open borders. It's time to take a stand. We either build the wall, or it's the end of the greatest nation in world history ever blessed by God. That's why I founded the Root for the Wall Pack. 63 million Trump voters together will raise the money President Trump needs for the wall. Anyone who donates $100 or more will get a beautiful commemorative wall brick. Display it proudly. Call 844-ROOT-WALL. That's toll-free, 844-ROOT-WALL. Or go to rootwall.com. We will build this wall together. Call 844-ROOT-WALL or go to rootwall.com. Root for the Wall Pack. Pay for it. Responsible for the content of this message. Not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. Veteran-owned True Blue is raising the bar in plumbing with the best guaranteed prices and superior quality. Using the latest in plumbing technology, True Blue has the capability to identify problems in your pipes. Or inspect for home purchase using a full-color camera while capturing video and watching in real time. They're committed to providing you honest and upfront service and offer free return service if the problem isn't fixed. Call them 24-7 at 740-590-5400. With a lifetime of experience and a desire to be the best in the business, True Blue is committed to being true to you. Advance your career in the growing sports industry with a master's degree in sport management from Ohio Dominican University. Because ODU when master's degree is available, you can complete your graduate degree around your schedule. Want to fast track your master's degree? ODU's accelerated format gives you an opportunity to complete the entire program in just 16 months. Learn more about our online sport management master's degree and all of our online offerings at ohiodominican.edu slash radio. Hi, I'm Kim. And this is Ruth. Please join us every Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to make it happen. It's the Kim and Ruth Show. It's not the Kim and Ruth Show. It's really... Tune in to Make It Happen with Kim and Ruth every Wednesday morning at 10.06. And we'll spend time talking about health and wellness topics and all aspects of healthy living. But we know that you're the real expert in your health, so let us help you make it happen. Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to Make It Happen. Because the night before wildlife and all through the zoo, creatures were decorating just for you. With three million lights and a musical tree, it was a beautiful sight for all to see. Wildlife at the Columbus Zoo. Meet Santa and real reindeer. Plus, see Rudolph in the 4D Theater and meet the Rudolph cast. Open now. Efficiently powered by AEP Ohio. Get wildlife discounts at Kroger. You're invited to be a part of the greatest weekend in high school football, the OHSAA State Championships in Canton, Ohio. Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium hosts all seven title games, December 5th, 6th, and 7th. Make it a weekend to remember with the state finals and the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Log on to the football page at OHSAA.org for information on the playoffs, championship games, and tickets. Don't miss your chance to be a part of history. It's a Friday, and we're going to wrap up the week. Had a number of good guests and interesting topics. Today, a free-for-all, though, and boy, I've got a bundle of things to go over. And, of course, you're always welcome to join us and pick up your telephone and bring up an entirely new topic. 
Our number, of course, 740-592-6646. Whether you have a problem to solve, an opinion to share, or a question to ask, or a solution to offer. Didn't that just roll off my tongue? Get it set. Right here on The Leader. The Party Line. Ah, yes. Good morning, folks. Welcome. And uh, let's see here. I sound just a little bit distorted in my uh, headphones, but that's okay. I think it's I think it's all right. Um, we're doing all this tweaking. In fact, yesterday was kind of a funny day because both of our engineers, uh, well, we have four, but uh, two are uh, basically, what would you call it, full-time, and two are part-time. Uh, but our two full-time engineers went to Columbus to attend a Ohio Association of Broadcasters uh, mini-convention, which was also done in conjunction with, I think, Kentucky and Indiana and maybe one other state, maybe Michigan. And this was a little convention just for engineers, so they had some training sessions up there. And uh, frankly, the more important thing is that all the different companies that provide broadcast equipment come in with set up their booths, and, and you get to see all the latest gizmos and, and um, the newest things. And Well, anyway, so that's, that's, uh, we'll be happy to have them back today. Because <laughs> as you all have discovered with this new system we're putting in, we, we have little burps once in a while. And, uh, and the only people that can really fix them are these two guys, right? So uh, they'll be back to work today. Maybe they're in the building already. All right. Good morning. Um, let's see here. Uh, Scott, you're here, right? Yes. Wh- yes. Which yes. mic are you on? I'm here. And that's, um, I think I got two. you right. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Here we go. Um, that's that's uh, first of all, uh, Trimble's really in a big scene today, um, right? Oh yes. They play tonight. Yes, at, they uh, do. Where's that game at? It is being played at St. Clairsville. Okay. And they are in round number two of the playoffs in Division Six. Uh, I believe it's Region uh, Twenty One. They bumped up to Division Six this year from Division Seven, uh, as we've explained before, due to the number of students there, boys uh, at Trimble High School. Uh, so they qualified for a higher division, so to speak. They will play at uh, 7 o'clock tonight in St. Clairsville, 11-0 Trimble Tomcats. Uh, we'll take on 11-0 New Middletown Springfield Tigers. And uh, that uh, is right around Youngstown from uh Oh, so it's not near Research. Springfield, Ohio at No, all. It's, I thought it was at first, too. But it's uh, huh. up, apparently up near uh, Youngstown. So thus, that's why they're kind of meeting in the middle there at St. Clairsville. Yeah, because that would be a much farther drive for the Springfield uh, yes. team if they were coming from Springfield, Ohio. But yeah. Okay. Yeah, I that's, get it. What, that's what I thought, too. When I first saw Springfield, I thought, well, why are they playing in St. Clairsville, not Columbus or Lancaster or someplace like that? But that's St. Clairsville, folks, just for the records, is yeah. over by Wheeling. <laughs> okay. Um, in uh, what's the other place up there called um, oh, um, St. Clairsville uh, uh, Steubenville yeah, that area. Steubenville, that's yeah. where I was getting yeah. okay. yep. so the, that game is tonight at 7 o'clock and uh, you can catch all the live exciting action on Power 105 pregame 
at 645. So go Tomcats. And uh, should they win, they will play the winner of uh, Mogador, 10-1, and and uh, Fort Fry, a team that they are probably familiar with. Okay, so one more time. You probably said it, but I was doing other things over here. Um, Trimble's record is? 11-0. They're number four seed. They play the number one seed tonight, New Middletown Springfield Tigers. I assume they're a uh, ten and zero, eleven and zero as well. Eleven and zero as yeah. well. Yep, both teams eleven and zero. Okay, and uh, should uh, Trimble win tonight, which I'm expecting them to win, of course, right? And uh, they could play Fort Fry High School, which is uh, just down the road from here in uh, Beverly, Ohio, towards Belpre. Yeah. So that would be an interesting matchup. I wonder where they would play that one. So we'll have to see what shakes out. Right. That game. Uh, uh, is also tonight, Mogador and Fort Fry. They're playing at uh, Meadow, Meadowbrook High School. Okay. So we'll see what happens. So that's going on. Yes. Um, let's see here. Bobcats. Bobcat football. Boy, they took another one on the chin the other night, didn't they? Boy, oh boy. That's four I tell you home what, losses. Folks, normally, and I tease about this, um, Ann Welsh, on the worst weather game of the year, Ann Welsh and I will get under a blanket and cuddle up and keep each other warm and watch the game. I don't think either one of us went to that game. Mm. Um, That must have been really cold. There was a lot of... um, I've heard jokes about there were 45 people in the audience. You know, stuff like that. Yeah. Counting uh, the ushers or not. Oh, I don't I, know. I didn't get that far. Yeah. But, um, of course, it was it was televised. I did watch it. It was, you know, uh, back and forth, back and forth, and then tied up at the end of regulation, and then, well, you know what happened. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> And in, in, in overtime, you know, it's, um, how do I want to put that? The first score wins, right? Well, whoever scores the most points. Oh, is it a time thing? No, it is not timed. But uh, whatever, let's say Ohio went down and scored the field goal. They did. In overtime. Well, Western Michigan had to at least score a field goal to send it into a second overtime. But they got a touchdown. But they got a touchdown. So the game's over. Since Ohio got the ball first, Western Michigan had their chance second. So, I yeah, see. Ohio would have had to score a touchdown. That was a little to confusing it. to me. Yeah, so it's not necessarily the team that scores first. It's the team that scores the most points in the overtime. But the overtime isn't a set period of time necessarily. It is if nobody scores. Yeah, the only, the only time in play is the uh, play clock. You have 40 seconds to run a play. Okay. But as far as a timed down, no. It's just an overtime with no time. Well, anyway, Bobcats lost. Yep. And um, sad to say. Heartbreaker. Yep. Fourth home loss this year. That is unprecedented. Now, um, basketball. We got men's and women's basketball. Now, see, wait a minute. Let me go back a notch. Football season is. Isn't there one more? Actually, there's two more. Two more. Yeah. They Both go to, away. Yes. 
Yeah, they go to Bowling Green um, next week, I believe it is. Uh, yeah, it's Tuesday. They're, they're, all the November games are weeknight games mm-hmm. uh, for the MAC. And, uh, uh, television contracts. Correct, yes. They're, they are at Bowling Green this coming Tuesday at 7.30, and then they finish up the following Tuesday at Akron. Both very winnable games. Okay. Well, there was an exciting game last now, night should, in MAC, I might add. But go ahead. Go ahead. What were we going to say? Should should they win those? Well, let me put it this way. At this point, does Ohio have any postseason opportunity? Um, it's looking pretty weak, okay. pretty bleak right now. Uh, they're not even bowl eligible. They've only won four games. they got to win six to be bowl eligible. So they have to win these next two. To be bowl eligible, okay. yes, which they could do. Uh, as far as the MAC East, that's pretty much out the window okay. with the loss uh, Tuesday night. Now, you were starting to say. Well, there was an exciting game last night. I was flipping around the channels. Um, uh, Kent and Buffalo were playing at Kent, and uh, Buffalo had a big lead going into the uh, fourth quarter, and Kent State scored 24 points in the last eight minutes to win. They were down twenty-seven to six, I believe, and they ended up winning thirty to twenty-seven. There you go. That's a lot of points in a little time. That reminds me of uh, how Joe Burrow and the Bulldogs used to score when he was a quarterback at Athens High School. Well, and as a quarterback, where he is now. Yeah, that too. Okay. Yeah. Now let's we'll see. Get to that so in a since well, let's do that. Now. Oh, you want to do it now? Yeah. All right. So Joe. Um, Let's see, they play next. Yes, play tomorrow night at uh, Ole Miss, University of Mississippi, the Ole Miss Rebels. Number one LSU Tigers at 9-0. and And uh, I'll tell you what, they I think they should win out. They'll finish undefeated, ranked number one. And uh, Joe Burrow will win the Heisman Trophy. Ole Miss is uh, currently standing how? They are at 4-6. Okay. Yeah, game is uh, 7 o'clock. You can see it on ESPN. Tomorrow night. Okay. Incidentally, I enjoyed the uh, messenger's coverage about Joe uh, and yesterday's messenger. Had a nice story there about I missed uh, it. growing up here in the Plains and uh, talking about Gigi's restaurant, how that was his favorite restaurant. Yeah, a little plug there for them. Uh, so it's a couple of nice articles. I think they're going to start featuring some more on that. And uh, well-deserved, too, by the way. I've had so many people walk up to me and say thank you to you and myself for talking about uh, Joe and LSU and what's going on because there's no local coverage other than what we talk about. Well, you know, I have um, I have not been a I have not known closely Jim Jim Burrow, the father. Yeah, Jimmy. Yeah. Okay, Jimmy. Uh, I've heard both, but yeah, me when too. he was coaching, it was mostly Jimmy. Was yeah, it? he's a good dude. Um. But I've known Robin well, the mother. And, you know, what a nice person. And where we sit up in the Tower Club, we are surrounded by all the coaches' wives mm-hmm. and families. Yep. And um, so, you know, you get to know him in that sense, too. And it's fun. Well, then the other night, um, last home game, um, Mom and Dad were both there together and seated with the Lormans, right? 
and of course, um, uh, Ryan and Adam, Ryan Lurman. and Adam Lurman are yep. local products, also. Yep, teammates of Joe, and playing uh, for Ohio University and doing well. And um, Ryan, in particular, I think, has been catching a number of touchdowns and so on. Yeah, caught one the other night. Yeah. Adam had a nice catch too, so it was good and, to see both of you them. You know, the Lurmans own our Kentucky Fried Chicken uh, franchise. Mm-hmm. Yep. So anyway. They've uh, known each other for years. The kids grew up together, you know, and traveled to yeah. all these baseball, yeah. basketball, It's, it's fun to have, games. Uh, to be seated with these folks who, uh, well, for one thing, they're clearly into the game. Uh, you know, I, I can watch from afar different people I know who are just sitting there. But uh, these folks are excited and oh, yeah. and, and uh, properly so. Yeah, rightfully so, indeed. And um, <clears throat> I just love the group I sit with. Anyway, um, but, you know, I'd never seen Jimmy sitting in that section because in the past he's always been up in the booth or on the field or whatever as a coach. <laughs> But he has um, stepped down from that while his son's finishing his college career, right? Yep. Yes, that's correct. Now, <clears throat> have you heard anything? Will he return to that uh, level? I, I don't know. I kind of doubt it because Joe was being projected as a very high draft pick in the upcoming NFL draft in April. So my guess is that uh, Jimmy might want to travel you know, watch uh, Joe's pro career and, you know, do a lot of things that, that Joe will be doing. If he's the number one pick in the draft, which some people are saying he might be, it uh, might be between him and the Alabama quarterback and also Oregon's quarterback. But uh, a lot of these analysts I'm hearing on the NFL Network and on ESPN, they like Joe not only because of his talent on the field, but how he – leads that team how he leads the clubhouse because they've said they've talked to wide receivers before games and they said uh, what patterns are you think you're going to be running today and the wide receivers all respond with i got to talk with joe to find out what he wants to do which is a clear indication that joe is the true leader of that team i don't want to overdo this but yeah um i don't know was it early this year or Late last year. Anyway, I have heard, um, you know, broadcast analysts, guys calling the games, talking about the unique skills he has because he was raised by a football coach Mm -hmm. and how he handles and reacts to certain things um, as often sons of coaches do. I just thought it was interesting. Oh, yeah, it is. Okay. Well, and, and, you know, just to add a little bit to that, they probably pick apart defenses, you know, together watching film or mm-hmm. even watching games. Mm-hmm. And that's probably been going on for years, all through his high school career. Well, so um, let's see here. that we got to do basketball. Okay. Okay, so we got men and women both playing. Uh, they're both out of town. Um, what do we got? Men's basketball will be at Villanova. Tomorrow uh, at noon, okay. Villanova being located in uh, Philadelphia. Villanova just got thumped by Ohio State the other night by 25 points. Villanova's mm-hmm. ranked number 10 in the country. And still got thumped. And still got thumped. 
the Buckeyes are ranked number 16. I know we're talking about Bobcat basketball, but uh, yeah, they they play at Philadelphia at uh, Villanova University tomorrow at noon, and uh, pregame will be here on Power 105. What at uh, probably 11, 11:30. So tune in for Wait all. Wait a minute. Day. Let me think for a minute. Uh, basketball pregame shows um, from the network are one half hour. So if the game's at noon. Uh, pre-game show would be at 11.30. I do not believe we do a add-on show before that. We do in football. And in football, a pre-game show from the network is an hour in, in length. But um, And then we add a half hour in front of that. Anyway, uh, I think it's a half hour. Okay. So that would be at 11.30. You can tune in for the pre-game for the Bobcats. Take it on the Wildcats. As they say, a cat fight going on there in Philadelphia. I didn't catch that until just then. Okay. And uh, the, other, the uh, women? Yeah, women's basketball having a decent year at 2-1. and one. Uh, They have beaten Walsh, lost to Syracuse. They should have won that game, I thought. Uh, they defeated American University. They defeated Marshall on Wednesday evening. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're next in action at Ohio State on Sunday at 2 p.m. Now, last night I was cleaning up my space. You know, you know, everybody has a little space where at the end of the day you set your papers, things in your pockets, stuff like that, right? Yes. And I got to looking at this one card that I've been carrying around for a while. And it had the uh, calendar for the women's games uh, on one side. But in fine print, it says pass. And you turn it over, and it says, show this when you go in, and it's four seats. I didn't know I had that. Mm, Okay. So, Ohio Sports, thank you. Uh, I will, um, I think I will take in some games. And I know some of my good friends, like Dave Sturboy and Carol Blue, and they, they go to all those games. And uh, so, um, and the other thing is, I, I know I got in trouble last year because they had a, a game where there was a, a doubleheader, women followed by men or yeah. something like that. Yep. So I went in, and, of course, we have reserved seats, right? So uh, people were seated in my seat, and I was real kind, but I asked them if we could have our seats. They looked at me oddly. But they left. And then someone that was sitting behind them said, you weren't allowed to do that. There's no assigned seating for the women's game. Now you could have your game, your seats, once the men started. Mm -hmm. Yep. So then I asked a couple weeks ago, and they said, yeah, there's no reserve seating for uh, women's games. It's first come, first serve, and... Anyway. Like festival seating. So I felt really lousy about something that happened a year ago. But anyway. Yeah, well. Um, we're just uh, killing time here. Yeah. I, we we need to get on with some okay. uh, uh, more important stuff. Well, let's uh, also mention women's volleyball. The Lady Bobcats are in action tonight at 7 p.m. versus Buffalo. And uh, tomorrow night versus Akron. Tonight at 7, tomorrow at 5. Folks, if you would like to see women's one volleyball. more time. I'll just say it one more time. If you think only 
men's basketball is exciting. Uh, or or football or something like that. You got it. You're missing something. The um, volleyball games have a good attendance. And, you know, the Paul Cotamignani's and, and those sort of folks that just love competition. And, um, well, anyway. Yeah. They get, um, they, lady Bobcats get after it. There. Sure. So, yes, it is exciting. Okay. Um, well, let's see here. I got a ton of papers okay. I brought in today. Let me first get started. Uh, today, obviously, a free-for-all. Today's November 15th, 2019. Today is America Recycles Day. That's a good one. It's also National Clean Out Your Refrigerator Day. <laughs> uh, See if you have any science experiments brewing in there. <laughs> I, I had to laugh. Because last night I opened up the fridge. Oh, it must have been around 10.30 or 11. And I, suddenly I go, whoa. Uh, because, uh, you know, different leftovers from here and there. Um, and some, I think, probably have certainly expired. Or have been kept too long. So, um, in, in terms of today being National Clean Out Your Refrigerator Day, that is on my agenda later. Okay? I try to do mine weekly. Well, uh, I I do too. Some things get away from you. You know, they crawl in the back of the refrigerator and hide. That's just how it goes. Today is also National (laughs) Spicy Hermit Cookie Day. I don't know what that is. It's obviously a cookie. A National Spicy Hermit Cookie Day. It's National Philanthropy (laughs) Day. You know, you, some words are easy to say unless you're looking at them. National Philanthropy Day. It's National Bunt Day, B-U-N-D-T. Oh, yeah, Bunt Cake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And lastly, it's National Raisin Bran Cereal Day. Oh, yeah, good stuff. All right, National Spicy Hermit Cookie. You want to know what's in it? Okay. It is... Uh, a flavor reminiscent of autumn spices. Considered an old-fashioned cookie, its spice comes from cinnamon, cloves, allspice, and sometimes nutmeg. Okay. Those all sound pretty tasty. Uh, yeah, cloves can be overdone. You know, they, they have a real definite flavor. Uh, a touch of clove is good with me. Yep. Uh, it's not like I can't have it at all, but sometimes I've had clovey stuff that has been over the top. Yeah, a little overbearing. Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's move on. What about this day? What's special about this day? By the way, uh, we're showing 28 degrees here on Columbus Road. We're headed to 45 today. And um, uh, sun is expected pretty much all day long. No mention of wind. 23 the low tonight, 43 the high tomorrow, and so on and so forth. Sunday, 50. Monday, 52. Tuesday, 54. You get the idea. Okay, so on this day in history, 1492, Christopher Columbus notes first recorded reference to 
What do you think he's going to say? Native Americans. No. Uh, Turkey. No. Land. Tobacco. National Spicy Hermit Cookies. (laughs) (laughs) I'm running out of options. (laughs) Tobacco. Um, I, I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. 1492. 1884, the European colonization and trade in Africa is officially regulated at the International Berlin Conference, formalizing European powers scramble for Africa. They all wanted a part of it. 1904, King Gillette patents the Gillette razor blade. And um, can you imagine going through life with your first name being King? Mm. King, middle initial C, last name Gillette. Yeah. It's interesting that uh, you say that because there's a lot of actors, entertainers, even sports figures that have names kind of like that now. With the first name being King? Some of them, yep. Uh, well, like, the, for the, instance, uh, there's a running back at Ohio State. His first name is Master. King Master? No, just Master. Oh, man. I, yeah. His, which name was it? Uh, he's a run. It's a just Master. Name? Yeah, his first name is Master. Okay. Yep. He's pretty good, too. <laughs> Well, speaking of that, um, the name that is, uh, 1948, another person whose last name is King, Mackenzie King, retires after 22 years as Prime Minister of Canada. Um, we were with the Kings last night, Tim and Edie. Hey, and, there you uh, go. Speaking you know, of kings. But as a last name, that's it's the first name that I think is really unusual when it's King or something like that. All right. 1969, an estimated 2 million people take part in the Vietnam War moratorium demonstration across the United States. Folks, that was the period of time in which I served. Um, There were people who did speak ill of my wearing a uniform during that period of time. Not many, but a few, and I won't ever forget it. I have one guy that, um, uh, what would you call it, road rage, I think. Uh, Actually kind of cornered me at an intersection so that I couldn't proceed, and then kicked the side of my car, screaming at me. Samoan um, was my guess of his background. It has been um, just a, a week or so ago I took up wearing my flight jacket, which um, is my original, one of my original uniform items. And uh, I have had so many people, though, since, turn to me and say, thank you for your service. It's almost embarrassing uh, how many people have said it. And all I do is turn and look at them and say, thank you for mentioning it. 
Well, I think our country appreciates a lot of things that were underappreciated at the time now and realizes the value of the protection of the liberties and freedoms that we enjoy in our country. And uh, I try to say thank you as well when I see uh, veterans, if they're wearing their hats, something like that, or like you wearing your flight jacket. And I know you're not doing it for that purpose. No, it's just really comfortable right now with the the cold we've had. Yep. Um, And it was Veterans Weekend last week. Yep, Veterans Day Veterans Day and all of that. Right. Good parade Monday. I heard uh, it was a pretty good turnout for the parade Monday. Yeah, the schools were nicely present, too. Yep. Youngsters. All right. Good. Well, let's see here. Let's move on. Well, I guess I could mention a few things here. We've got uh, famous birthdays. Erwin Rommel, General Rommel, who died in uh, 1944, but was born on this date in 1891. Of course, a a Nazi, right? Yep. Uh, Gerhard Hauptmann, born on this date in 1862, died in 1946. Georgia O'Keefe. Born on this date in 1887, died in 1986. Just a year shy of being 100 years of age. William Herschel. Born on this date in 1738, died in 1822. That's enough on that stuff. I have so many things this morning. I just... We just came across so many things. Let's see, I'll just grab it, um, these in no particular order. So here's a news release that came out a few days ago. The Ohio Department of Education has developed a task force to reinvent the high school experience. This is incredibly necessary, given a recent survey that showed just 5% of students And 13% of parents feel schools are teaching the students the skills they need to be successful after graduation. Think of that. Those are really low numbers. Yeah, they are. Ohio Virtual Academy already excels at delivering a relevant, future-oriented education to students. The school, open to students in the entire state, tuition-free as a specifically designed Destinations Career Academy that allows high school students to take career-focused electives, internship opportunities, and certification courses in business and IT. Um, Computer stuff. Anyway, um, if you know someone that might fit that, I know I would have fit it. You've heard me say before, I went to different schools to take specific classes from specific well-known professors in that particular field. Um, This kind of sounds like something like that, right? Where you can really focus on your career intention. Anyway, um, let's see, where would you go to? I guess, 
I guess you would ver- Google the, the phrase Ohio Virtual Academy. Okay? So that's one item. Uh, today is Friday, November 15th, 319th day of this year now. 46 days remain. Our highlight in history, the naval battle. This would be in uh, 1942, I think. Yes, that's right. The naval battle of Guadalcanal ended during World War II with a a decisive U.S. victory over the Japanese forces. Our thought for the day, Ursula Le Guin. Le Guin, something like that, who they say was an American writer. She lived 1929 to 2018. Anyway, it's real short. It says, to oppose something is to maintain it. Let's see here. We'll do a couple birthdays. Ed Asner is 90 today. Somehow or other, I thought he might even be older than that, but I guess not. Petula Clark, one of my favorites years ago, 87, singer. Let's go to the other extreme, the, the youngest. Emma Dumont, who is an actress and dancer. Emma is 25. And there's a whole bunch in between, but I'm short on time, given the other things I have brought into the studio with me. Um, okay, so we've had another school shooting, right? Santa Clara. Uh, Santa Clarita, excuse me. Yep. Which is California. Mm-hmm. Um, let me get to the right part. Here we go. Uh, this shooting lasted a total of 16 seconds. Think of that. 16 seconds is all it was. Not only the 16 falls there, but the age of the shooter, 16. He pulled a pistol from his backpack and fatally shot two fellow students. This was at Saugus High School in Santa Clarita. Three others wounded, and then he shot himself in the head. He is still surviving. No real word on the likelihood of his being able to survive long or... You know what I mean. Yeah, I think CBS News reported that he was in critical condition. Um, They're trying to figure out why. Uh, The only thing they say is that his father had died like eight years before. Now, he was 16, so that half of his life before. And that uh, it really affected him. So... Very sad. Police very quick to respond. And um, just another very scary and unfortunate thing. Uh, Let's see here. What was this helmet thing? Oh, last night in the Browns-Steelers game? Yeah. 
Now, that I, was crazy. I saw a clipping of that this morning. You know, a video. And uh, they got into a scuffle after a tackle. Yeah, the game was almost over. And someone ripped the helmet off of, would it have been the quarterback? Yep. The Browns defensive end, Miles Garrett, ripped off the helmet of the uh, quarterback for Pittsburgh. And then swung it at him, striking him hard on the head. Um, now, the, then there was some more pushing and shoving, obviously. from, uh, from And it wasn't just these two. It was about six people involved. But, um, so what was the outcome of that? Well, the, the game finished, obviously, after that. But uh, the players were ejected. The quarterback is Mason Rudolph. It wasn't Roethlisberger. Okay. So, uh the, the defensive end for the Browns uh, was the number one draft pick, which is going to hurt them. He may be done for the rest of the season, uh, being suspended by the NFL. Uh, after the game, there reg- were regrets. The Browns player said he regretted doing it. Shouldn't have happened. Uh, Steelers quarterback said he went after him because he felt like he had a bone to pick. Uh, it looked like the quarterback grabbed the defensive end's helmet first. And then, so, the Browns player, you know, went after the quarterback's helmet. And that's when it all started. But it was it was something you don't see very often. And everybody that was involved that, players from both sides, have said, you know, stuff like that shouldn't happen in the NFL. And they're exactly right. You really hurt somebody with that helmet like that. Oh, my, yeah. Especially clubbing them on the head like that. Um, the Browns ended up winning, and which is rare. So, I mean, rare for them to beat the Steelers. That's only like the second time they've beaten them in the last ten years, something like that. So, uh, you know, there, there's a rivalry there. There has been for years. Uh, Pittsburgh's really beaten up on the Browns over the years, and you know, I'm sure there was, you know, a little bit of <laughs> obviously high emotions running there, as they say. Um, speaking of sports, yet some more. Um, Wallet Hub, you know how I like their reports. Um, a couple days ago, no, I guess it was yesterday, they released a thing called uh, the Best Sports Cities, right? And they've broken it down into uh, large, medium, and small. So, what about large? They say the best large sports city is... What do you think, Scott? Um, I don't know. I'm going to say hmm, Green Bay, Wisconsin. Well, they're not, they're not a large city. <laughs> so, New York. Boston. Ooh, I got close. New York came in second. <clears throat> Los Angeles third, Pittsburgh fourth. Philadelphia 5th, Chicago 6th, Washington, D.C. 7th, Dallas 8th, Oakland, California 9th, and Denver 10th. Well, you know, speaking of Washington, they've got uh, three world champions there in the last year, I think, a couple years, with the Capitals in hockey winning the uh, the trophy. Um, 
baseball, the Nationals, they won the World Series this year, and the Washington Mystics won the women's NBA title this year. Now, what about mid-sized cities? I'm pleased to say Cincinnati made the first place. Wow. Followed by Buffalo, New York. Then comes Green Bay. Salt Lake City, Orlando, Glendale, Arizona, Ann Arbor. Durham, South Bend, and last in the top ten, Baton Rouge. What about small cities? Um, I did not expect Athens to show up, but um, it didn't. (laughs) But anyway, Clemson, West Point, State College in Pennsylvania, Chapel Hill, North Carolina, Tuscaloosa, Alabama, Hanover, New Hampshire, Morgantown, East Lansing, Princeton, New Jersey, and the tenth one there is, um, let me get my pages right, Bowie's Creek, North Carolina, something like that, Bulls, Bowie's, I didn't, never even heard of it, sorry. Anyway, let's see what else do we have. On this general topic, um, Crooksville, Tennessee has the lowest minimum season ticket price for a college football game, 36 bucks. South Bend, Indiana. Well, these are season tickets. Okay, I get it. South Bend, Indiana has the highest at 1150 bucks for a season ticket. Mm, that would be Notre Dame. Yep. Let's see. Just plain, flat-out ticket price for an NBA game. New Orleans has the lowest, $30.20. New York, the highest, at ninety-seven seventy-seven. Friendliness of NHL fans. (laughs) (laughs) Hockey League, right? Yeah. Pittsburgh, the fans there are 28.9 times friendlier and more engaged than their New York counterparts. It's kind of an interesting statement. Yeah, Pittsburgh loves their hockey. Dallas has the highest NFL team popularity index, whereas Nashville has the lowest. Phoenix has the lowest average Major League Baseball ticket price, twenty bucks and eighty six cents. Boston the highest, fifty nine thirty two. Atlanta has the highest attendance rate for Major League Soccer games. The lowest, Minneapolis. Well, just a few statistics. And you know how I like those. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Let's put that over here. Um, I have a whole article that I brought in um, it goes back to that Santa Clarita school shooting. I think I'll save this for the future, but the, it's a general discussion about what or which 
national law would gun control advocates want that is not already in effect in California? Remember, this took place in Santa Clarita, California. They have a lot of gun rules. So, what could have helped that one? All right, maybe we'll finish on kind of a downer note. Well, no, I'll give you a a little upper one, too. Longenberger Baskets, right, up in um, Newark. Um... My wife has a nice collection of them, but the product went south at some point, right? And in fact, they had that beautiful building that looked like a basket. That's recently been sold, and it's going to become a luxury boutique hotel. The Longenberger family bought the farm that I spent a lot of time on, formerly owned by Sally Jones Sexton, there in um, Granville. She formerly owned the Granville Inn as well and uh, made it into the polo fields up there and all that sort of thing. It was amazing. I mean, that barn in the tack room was more beautiful and more perfectly kept when I was involved in that home than I could ever keep my home today. You know what I mean? And the, and that was that was their barn and stables. Well, anyway, what am I getting at? Um, Longenberger is going to come back. Now, the Longenberger family, the those people, I don't think are involved in this. But we'll talk about that maybe sometime next week. Um. But the last thing and kind of the downer I mentioned was that um, I came across a story. It says, with consumers expected to spend as much as $1.1 trillion this holiday season, despite near-record credit card debt levels, um, information was released Today, the following reports to help holiday shoppers save money and avoid a financial hangover in the new year. Okay, uh, let's see what they're getting at. 35 million Americans still have credit card debt from last Christmas. And nearly one-third of consumers will spend less on holiday this year than last year. Now, I know we had a little communique amongst the, uh, the adults in our family saying, um, let's make this a year for the kids and not have to go crazy with each other. And everybody has pretty much agreed. So that's cool. And that sort of speaks along the lines of this story. Um, let's see, another thing here. Okay, what are the best credit cards? 
I'll just read this here. I I don't know much about this. The top cards chosen from 1,000-plus offers include Capital One Saver Cash Rewards, which evidently offers the best initial bonus. Another one is City Citibank, S-C-I-T-I, you know, uh, Double Cash. It has the best flat rate cash rewards. And then the third one they say is good is an American Express Blue Cash Preferred, which has the best ongoing bonus rewards. I don't know. The headline that startled me, though, was that a third... No, 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 no. Let me get this right. Let's see. Consumers, we're going to go 35 minutes. Yeah. Okay. 10% of Americans still have debt from last year's Christmas. That's the kicker. And we just don't want to disappoint someone, do we? Yeah. Well, sounds that way. Anyway, you know, you have good intentions, but uh, some people go a little overboard. I I've been known to do that. Oh, me too. I think everybody's probably done it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Dad has told me a few times that uh, don't go overboard on Christmas this year. <laughs> yeah, as a yes, sir. <laughs> well, um, see, I think I was supposed to say something, and and we've got this new system here, and even though it's like 50 minutes late in doing so, I'm going to tell you that uh, the CBS News last hour was brought to you by Alpine Heating and Cooling. Is that the one that goes... See, see, like a top. Yeah. Something like that. It's kind of... Drop it like a top. Drop it like a top. With the pimp in the crib. With okay. the pimps in the crib. Which, yeah, that one. I don't even know what all that means, but it's kind of fun. <laughs> and it certainly catches your attention. <laughs> we tried to break that down a couple weeks ago. Who's we? <laughs> Me and you. Really? I don't yeah, remember that. I looked that. it up. Okay. <laughs> so, let's see. Here. Yep, that's it. And the news coming up here in just a few seconds is brought to you by True Blue Plumbing. In our 70th year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N. This is CBS News on the Hour. Real news, real reporting. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. Former U.S. Ambassador to Ukraine, Marie Yovanovitch, is taking questions at a public impeachment hearing on Capitol Hill right now. Live to Washington for the details. And CBS's Allison Keyes. Yovanovitch has been taking the committee through her background and talking about why supporting Ukraine is good for American interest. She also stressed that she has served under presidents from both parties. I had no agenda 
other than to pursue our stated foreign policy goals. She says she never told anyone that President Trump's order should be ignored and says she was never asked to harm his campaign. Partisanship of this type, she says, isn't compatible with the role of a career foreign service officer. Yovanovitch told the room that shady interests have learned how little it takes to remove an American ambassador who doesn't give them what they want. Deborah? In his opening statement, Republican Congressman Devin Nunes called the hearings a Democratic operation to top the president. Classes are canceled at Saugus High in Santa Clarita, California, a day after police say a student opened fire on his 16th birthday, killing two people and injuring four. Correspondent David Begno. The sheriff says the gunman acted alone, but they really have no motive to explain why he would have ever done this in the first place. The sheriff says the suspect used a handgun, and at the scene they found a magazine which was empty. The sheriff says every bullet was used on a student except the last one that the gunman used on himself. He is in critical condition. Outside the International Space Station... You're back. I got the bag. American astronaut Andrew Morgan and Italian crewmate Luca Parmitano are trying to fix the most expensive instrument on the station, a cosmic ray detector. It took them two hours just to access it and remove a protective shield. It's expected to take them four more to get the job done. Have your views changed on making pot legal? CBS's Peter King on new research from Pew. The numbers are overwhelmingly yes. Two-thirds of Americans surveyed say marijuana should be legalized. It's a big jump from about a decade ago when less than half felt that way. The water is still rising and flooded out Venice, Italy, thanks to an exceptionally high tide today. Correspondent Holly Williams is knee-deep in St. Mark's Square, which has been closed to tourists. We've been walking around the streets of Venice this morning, or to be more accurate, waiting, because in parts of the city, the water is waist-high. Now, Venice floods dozens of times every year, but this is highly unusual, and many people here fear that it is becoming the new normal. The mayor of Venice blames climate change. The Dow is up 88 points. This is CBS News. CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the coverage you can trust.